Hello, my amazing friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. I revamped a bunch of different specials on the front page of the website right now. We have the Forever Fit Whey Protein 3-Pack Special up on the front page, along with the Maximum Energy Kit one of the fan favorites and one of my personal favorites that I take every single day. It includes the Adrenal Support, B-Complex, Ultimate Multiple, and Cortisol Buster. Now, this is a very specialized stack, but it's very simple and very effective. Helps to reduce cortisol, helps to increase support for the adrenals and the B vitamins, which the B vitamins help out with the adrenals, which help out with overall energy, and the Ultimate Multiple, which covers your base multivitamin. Very, very simple stack, but yet very effective. One of my favorite ones that I always recommend a lot of people start on if they're just getting into the supplement world or even if they've been taking vitamins for a while and want to get a really good discounted stack that will help out very significantly with energy, and you'll notice changes within a week or so. This is a product that I guarantee you you'll feel great on. That's why we have a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you're eating clean and taking care of yourself and you add in these four supplements, it does a fantastic job with helping you feel better. So be sure to check it out on the website right now for a limited time only. The kit special is on sale at healthmasters.com. And we thank you again for getting the truth and news out there. And one thing I wanted to add on yesterday, you know, I talked briefly about the micronutrient supplementation to reduce cardiovascular risk research study. I put up on the website, I had somebody email me about it, and they were pointing out, because I didn't go into detail on this yesterday, but I saw it when I was reading it, but I was, there's so many things to cover. They were sh- asking me about the effects on blood pressure with o- other nutrients. You know, we just covered the top three micronutrients that were the most effective at reducing heart attacks, coronary diseases, and strokes in the research study, what they proved. Well, The other supplements that were listed in here that also were really effective, and these were effective at lowering systolic blood pressure and diastolic blood pressure, which is really an important factor as well of overall cardiovascular health and kidney health, they were L-arginine and L-citrulline and folic acid. Ironically enough, those three supplements are extremely high dose in our HGH stimulant formula. These ingredients right here helped out with both blood pressure readings going down. Also magnesium, surprise, alpha-lipoic acid, coenzyme Q10, bioflavonoids, quercetin, and resveratrol. These were shown in the research to have a substantially clinically relevant reduction in high blood pressure when these nutrients were taken. So just wanted to add that in there. It's why I always encourage people to make sure you do your own research, and we try to bring it to you the best we can every single day. But right there, that L-arginine, citrulline, and folic acid – it makes an incredible difference as far as with overall blood pressure. That's why the HGH stimulant is such an effective form. Also, the magnesium showed very, very high relevance as well in the study. And it's interesting because I had a real good friend of mine, he's sheriff and a SWAT team, and he was on blood pressure medications for multiple years. You know, he'd have to get his yearly annuals, you know, the sheriff's department. He always had elevated blood pressure. A lot of it was due to stress, but a lot of it is what I told him was his soda and sweet tea intake. I told him, I said, all the sugar in the soda and the sweet tea, they wreck your triglycerides. And I said, secondly, I said, all the caffeine you're drinking throughout the entire day with multiple sodas and multiple sweet tea, I said, you're keeping your body elevated as far as with cortisol, your blood pressure's going up. And I said, and both of which are diuretics. 
I said, so does an extreme diuretic, especially with the phosphoric acid. I told you guys that yesterday. I said, so you're running diuretics all day, not drinking any significant water, and you're running caffeine all day. And so finally, not too long ago, he decided he wanted to start getting back in better shape, and he listened to me on it. And he cut out all the soda, cut out all the sweet tea, drinks at least a gallon of water every single day now, taking multivitamin and taking magnesium. That's all he threw in, but he exercises a lot now and kept it super simple, magnesium and multiple, lots of water every single day, exercise. He told me a couple months back, he went and got tested. His blood pressure was perfect. And I said, yeah, I said, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. I said, because those blood pressure medications, they're really in most cases not needed if you actually take care of your body. You know, it's obviously important. You've got to keep blood pressure under normal range because it can be very dangerous. It starts getting elevated. But most of the time, if you've got your body weight under control, you're exercising, doing cardiovascular training every single week, and you're eating clean and getting proper water intake, quite frankly, it's very difficult to get your blood pressure way out of whack and not keep it under control if you're doing what you need to do. But I wanted to bring those nutrients up right there because it was in the map summarizing the supplementation on the cardiometabolic health, which is really, really cool information showing not only that we've talked about this for years, but confirming again that these nutrients are so crucial for overall health, especially when it comes to cardiovascular health. Very, very important. Also, too, in other news, I wanted to add something in too. I got an email from a customer yesterday and a listener, and he made a valid point about what I brought up yesterday. You know, we talked yesterday about the iRobot Roomba and how it was taking photos of the individual when they were basically on the bathroom, and then those photos got sent over to another firm, and then that firm posted them on Facebook. And I told you the whole thing is just absolutely shady and very clear what they're doing now is they're building these systems so they can go in and spy on everybody. I mean, there's there's no other reason to do this. There's no it doesn't matter if it was they're trying to now say that, oh, well, it was a demo machine and they they knew that it was going to take photos of them. And I said, really? That's the, that's what they're trying to do. with The damage control now with iRobot. But they, they knew there's a possibility of this. I called. I call that's garbage. I'll tell you that right now. If it was even a test system, why in the world are you fitting vacuum cleaners with cameras? And the answer is you wouldn't be unless you're wanting to monitor everything in people's houses. And we went into detail that yesterday. This is also tying in to the QR code and causing people to constantly have to have their phone in order to function. I bring this up because our customer, he told me, he said, you remember when we're constantly seeing these flash riots at stores on a regular basis? I've told you now, Walmart, you could see last time I was there, they have these almost stalls to walk through, these bar gates that will close. And I thought about it. He told me, he said, think about it. He goes, they've constantly had these flash robberies, flash mobbings on a regular basis. He goes, how easy is it now to say, listen, we have to make sure we maintain continuity of our business. We're getting too many robberies. For your safety and our safety in order to stay open, you now have to download a QR code when you come in. That way we know you're here to shop and you're not going to steal anything because it's all going to be monitored the entire time. It's totally safe and effective. Nothing to see here. All you have to do is scan your phone. Well, obviously, one of the main reasons they want to do this is to continue to look and monitor and control what everybody does, including going to a digital pay system. The second part, and I brought this up during COVID. I'm going to bring it up again. The one thing that they factor on that they have to have happen on a regular basis in order to keep this agenda going with full monitoring, tracking, and controlling is they have to make sure you keep your iPhone or your slave tracker phone on your person at all times. 
this is crucial. Listen to me on this, guys. The only way you can monitor where somebody's going, what they're saying, what they're doing, how close they come in proximity with other people, like we saw with the social track and tracing, is they have to have their cell phone on their person. If you now start having numerous people that say, we're not going to use our phones or we're going to put them in one of the boxes, you know, the, the cases that shuts them off. They're very effective, by the way. I've used them before. And you can keep your phone actually on your person, but it's sealed up. Now, you will get no service. You will get no phone calls or texts while it's in this case. However, if you need your phone for an absolute emergency when you're out and about, you can pull it out. Just nobody can get a hold of you while it's in this case. However, They have to be able to monitor 24-7 where everybody's going and what they're doing. And what better way now to start saying, well, you can't shop at this store unless you have your QR tracing app on your phone so you can get in. Meaning if you don't have the cell phone slave tracker, you're not getting into Whole Foods in Washington, D.C. in order to shop, period. You cannot go in as a free American with cash in your pocket grab the products off the shelf, put them in a cart, go to the checkout line, talk to a checkout rep, hand them cash, pay for your bill and leave. That is now physically impossible to do at the Whole Foods in Washington, D.C., which kind of seems, is this the first phase rollout that they're going to attempt to do this? How many people are going to go along with it? It's interesting. When I was at a restaurant a couple months back with Lan and the kids, we got there and they didn't have any menus and they had this QR thing on the table. You had to scan. I told him, I said, I'm not scanning that. I said, I'm either getting a hard menu or I'm leaving. I said, I'm not going to track and trace on my phone so you can follow my cookies and follow everywhere I go and monitor me because that's all you're doing with this QR tracing app because you don't want to hand me a menu. And they said, well, we're, we, this is how we do it now. I said, I'm going to repeat myself one more time. I'm either getting a menu or I'm leaving. Hold on a second. All of a sudden, they come back with menus. Surprise, surprise. Well, then they have this thing on the table. It's like this six, five, six-inch digital screen with all these ads that pop up on it, and they tell you that's how you check out now on the digital thing. And I said, you can get that off the table somewhere else. I said, I don't want it sitting here. I don't want it looking at me. I don't want it listening to me. I'm trying to eat freely on my way. Okay, we'll put it on another table. And we got done. She goes, well, this is how we check out now. I said, no, it's not how we check out now. I said, you give me the bill, and I hand you cash. That's how we check out now. She goes, oh, we can still do that. I said, of course we can. I said, I have a problem if you can't because I have cash with me right now. And I checked out. However, what's interesting about this is now the vast majority of people I can guarantee that go to this restaurant. By the way, I have not been back to this restaurant since this happened. They – 99% of them go along with what they're told with this. They run their QR code for their menu. They go along and do whatever they're supposed to do as far as with checking out, and that's how they operate. This was all, again, remember, to ensure the safetyness and science and protection of everybody to keep them safe when they go out because, well, you know, if you don't have a menu there, you can – everything can be contactless, and you don't have to do anything because of COVID. This was the next wave, and as you can see, they're slowly pushing this agenda all the way from the QR code to Whole Foods to now what they're doing with these vacuum cleaners now that are going to go around your house and scan your house and monitor you. And I can almost guarantee you with 100% certainty they're going to have mics in these rooms as well. Maybe not yet, but the technology will be put into place so they can listen to your entire house, and then you can say, uh, Roomba, come here and clean this room like people do with Alexa and stupid stuff. Guarantee that's where it's going. 
Be cautious and use wisdom when you're buying any of these things. I recommend you do not. However, that's up to you, and you have to make your own choice. But I want to bring that up there and kind of tie a few things in again to yesterday of what they're actually doing, why they're doing it. And one of the main things you can do is opting out of the system by still demanding to be able to use cash and not buying certain things that you know are going to monitor and track you. That's my take on it. Good morning, Dad, and how are you doing today? <laughs> awesome. I'm doing great, man. I, you must be on a purple stick, but I, Attention I, factor. Attention factor. Man, you're cranked up, man. I, I'm kind of like, you know, in first gear here, and you're already running an overdrive cranking. I tell you, good, good, good intro, bud. Oh, by the way, everybody, attention factor really works. Just thought I'd mention that, and uh, <laughs> it'll it'll get you going there quick. But uh, but Austin's right. Yesterday I was up. Uh, I'm up here in North Carolina right now, and I went by a grocery store called Ingles, and I've seen this in many other places now also. And they have all these basically pay here lines that are basically self serve, and there were probably as many pay here lines as there were regular lines with cashiers now. And there's a big sign over the pay here lines: no cash accepted, only credit cards, debt bank debits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm seeing this in more and more and more places. They're no longer taking cash at the yep. self service pe- checkouts. And now here's how they do this. Now, this is the old proverb here of you know putting the pot, you know putting a frog in a pot and gradually cooking him. All right. Soon they'll have. 50% self-pay with no cash. Then it'll be 70% self-pay with no cash. Then it'll be 90% self-pay with no cash. It may take a couple of years to do that, but that's what they'll transition to. So when you want to come in and pay cash, you'll be with one line with 45 people waiting in front of you, and you're just going to get aggravated, and you're going to capitulate. Many, Well, I won't, but many people will. And probably, well, I shouldn't say you're going to capitulate. You guys are our listeners. You're not going to capitulate either. We'll all be in line together. But, but the problem is, is that this is how they're going to gradually do it. They're going to make it less and less convenient to use cash and more and more convenient to basically take the mark of the beast and, and take the debit cards and take the credit cards, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't really have a problem using credit cards if they're paid off every month. I do that all the time. It, it makes life a lot easier, especially if you're getting airline points or getting hotel points or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is that when you have no option at this point but to use cash is exactly what Austin says. They're going to track every single thing that you do for as long as you do it, all the days of your life, from birth until grave, period. And that's the goal here. That's George Orwell, 1984. And you know, I want to start off with a scripture this morning. I, I love this. It's a Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful. Remember I talked about it the other day? I talked about the power that you have, from the, the, the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And you got to be careful if you pull it out. That is the word of God. For the word of God is living and powerful, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Go on to say, when in a battle, spiritual or earthly, use your sword, the sword of God. Simply say, Jesus, which is a single word of faith, is more powerful than any weapon formed against you. And, you know, remember that. A lot of people say, well, don't use Jesus. You don't use Yeshua whatever just make sure you call in the name of the lord he's going to be there for you always remember that if you're on an airplane and you start getting a lot of turbulence call in the name of jesus i mean just that one time i was on a plane and i did that i was flying over the ocean terrible turbulence we're about 50 to 100 feet at a time i just i put my seat up and i said okay that's it i started praying called in the name of jesus and it stopped see remember who you are Remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Remember that God himself, through Jesus Christ, his son, died for you to give you this kind of power. And remember, if if the churches would teach this and talk about the power that we have as a Christian, it would change the entire planet. It would change the entire country immediately. But because we don't teach it because we've gone to the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it nonsense, you know, all they're doing now is just teaching, you know, how you can, you know, give me money and you'll be blessed, which is one of the big things they love to tell you. But the reality is this. 
God's not a vending machine. You know, you can't just you can't just throw in a quarter and expect to get a candy bar. It doesn't work that way. God wants a relationship with you. Now he'll do anything you ask for him. He will. He's amazing what he'll do for you if you're walking circumspectly with him and you're seeking his will all the days of your life. You will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, number one. And number two, he'll be good to you. But he's not going to give you stuff that you don't really need either in many cases. He's not going to give you something you're going to go hurt yourself with. So always remember that. Think about what you're asking for and if it's in your best interest to obtain this. And people need to understand that because sometimes, you know, you, 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 sometimes he may not want you to jump out of a plane, you know, do parachuting. <laughs> Just thought I mentioned that. He may not want you to jump out of an aircraft. And always remember that. Say, I, I want to be able to jump out of an airplane. Well, maybe he don't want you to do that. Maybe he doesn't get to hurt your back or break your back or hurt something or break a knee. Always remember that. What really, by the way, this is an interesting um, article that came up and by it's by Pfeiffer, Mary Beth Pfeiffer. It says, the missing babies of Europe. Nine months after mass vaccinations, 110,000 fewer babies have now been born. In the U.S., the birth data is scarce, and few mention the you know the word fertility. And what they're talking about is a massive decline in births, and they're now saying that it's directly tied to the COVID shot. Evidence is growing in Europe that many fewer babies are being born in the aftermath of and circumstantially related to the COVID-19 vaccination rollout. This widespread phenomenon is alarming doctors, data analysis, and others who say a monumental shift has been occurring and is being ignored. Since 2022 – the number of live births have fallen like never before in Switzerland and the canton of Bern. Reads an urgent report by canton legislators, a separate Swiss report study says. Meantime, a report of 10% decline in births in the first half of 2022 compared to the prior three-year average using statistical modeling is found in striking temporal correlation between the peak of their first vaccination and the decline in births in Switzerland. Now, it's really important that we understand what's happening here. This spike protein attacks the ovaries. This spike protein attacks the testicles. This spike protein is going to prevent a lot of kids from maturing properly and going into puberty properly. It's going to affect testicular function and ovarian function. And it's going to affect women who are basically trying to have children. And this spike protein is going to wrap around their ovaries. It's probably going to prevent ovulation. Something's going on here. It's some type of scenario that I just mentioned that's occurring on an ongoing basis here. But the vast majority of the people, like it says, are just ignoring this. They don't want you to know the truth. There's an interesting article here that was that was put up on on uh, you know on the burning platform and it says it's not a lie if you believe it now this is this is interesting george orwell quote 1984 the past was erased the erasure was forgotten and the lie became the truth wow and aldous huxley said he said it this way in the, in the brave new world greatest truth but still greater from a practical point of view is silence about truth you know, this article goes on to say, I'm going to, I'm going to quote it. I wish I could go through a day without having to reference Orwell and Huxley when observing how the ruling class is able to manipulate, subjugate, and propagandize the willfully ignorant masses through lies, deceptions, disinformation, and fear. But here we are, again, living through a dystopian nightmare, blending the world aspects and the worst aspects of Orwell 1984 and Huxley's Brave New World. If it is as if O'Brien and Mustafa Ahmad are running the show using behavioral conditioning, restricting freedom of speech, adhering to a strict caste system – that's caste, C-A-S-T-E – surveilling everything we say or do, using our fears to control us, utilizing propaganda to produce false narratives, and ultimately threatening to stop boot in our faces whenever we do something and do not obey and conform. 
Virtually everything we are told by politicians, government bureaucrats, military brass, esteemed journalists, which that's, I say that like it's sarcasm, medical experts, like sarcasm, bankers and corporate executives are lies. They do, not, they, they do not believe their lives, but they know it benefits themselves financially to lie, and as long as they can work together, they know the ignorant masses will believe them. This is a Seinfeld quote. I don't watch Seinfeld anymore, and I'm going to tell you why. I was watching Jerry Seinfeld for years, and I enjoyed the show. But one time I see Jerry Seinfeld on another show, not Seinfeld, but another show, in which they're joking about Jesus, and there's a picture of Jesus hanging on the toilet, and somebody urinated on the photo. That was the basis of it. Now, you can watch that on YouTube if you'd like to see it. But once I saw that, I was done. I was done with Seinfeld. I was done with all of it. I thought I am not going to pay advertisers to advertise on this particular show so they can pay money back to the people that are doing this kind of stuff. I refuse to do it. But I'm going to quote this out of Seinfeld because this was a funny broadcast. George tells Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it, as he is going to take a lie detector test. And then this article goes on to say, I wonder how Fauci, Biden, Hillary, Obama, Comey, Ray, Pelosi, and the slew of other deep state coup conspirators would fare on a lie detector test about Russiagate, COVID gate, January the 6th insurrection gate, vaccination gate, based on the titanic volume of lies they have spewed over the last several years. I'm sure the machine would overheat and explode if hooked to any of these traitorous vile scum. The humorous phrase uttered by George Costanza on the sitcom 27 years ago captures a significant kernel of truth about the mindset of the vast majority of non-critical thinking drones, be the people that have dumbed down with fluoride and tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin uptake rehabilitators that we have in the United States, and don't, let's not forget fluoride that we went into detail with yesterday. Uh, these, this vast majority of non-critical thinkers, drones, roaming the streets of Walmarts and waiting in the drive through McDonald's across our dystopian states of America. The lives run so deep, you need hip boots to wade through them on a daily basis. The reason our leaders lie is because we let them lie. The majority prefer comforting lies to the unpleasant truths because un accepting unpleasant truths will require them to act. And they prefer being distracted by trivialities like sports, reality TV, Kim Kardashian's buttocks. I'm adding that social media likes and otherwise being addicted to their technological gadgets like their iPhone, which they cannot take their eyes off of. George Orwell goes on to say, now this is listen to this quote, the process of mass media deception has to be conscious or it would not be carried out with sufficient precision. But it also has to be unconscious or it would bring with it a feeling of falsity and a hence of guilt to tell deliberate lies while genuinely believing in them to forget any fact. That has become inconvenient, and then when it becomes necessary again to draw it back from oblivion for just so long as it is needed to deny the existence of objective reality and all the while take account of the reality which one denies all of this indispensably necessary. So what he's saying is keep lying, keep lying, keep lying. You'll start believing the truth, and you'll start justifying why you've lied about everything, and that's how they have to do it. Orwell's explanation of mass media deception there's a brilliant assessment of how the ruling class – this is the Kabbalist, Luciferian, satanic death cult that rules the planet – changes the narrative to suit their needs. And without blinking on an eye are able to deny what they have said and done. Orwell saw the manipulation of truth before TV, the internet, social media, or professionally created government propaganda existed. In his day, only newspapers, radio, and speeches existed to push deception upon the public, which is absolutely truth because this new – power of technology has accomplished everything the ruling classes wants to do, the Kabbalists. Lives of deception are nothing more than means to their ends of control, wealth, and power. 
right and wrong, good and evil, justice and injustice, truth and falsity, humanity and humanity are meaningless concepts to the concept, greedy, power-hungry, immoral, deviant, evil overlords, this is the Kabbalah Luciferians, who wield their wealth, that would be the international banking Rothschild cartels and their subsidiaries, to maintain and expand their control over the ignorant masses to control everything. Unwilling to, uh, uh, the masses are unwilling and unable to resist because the indoctrination runs deep because of pharmacia and the drugs they've been put on and because of the lies from the media and the unceasing propaganda that keeps them confused and angry at phantom enemies like Donald Trump's bank records and Donald Trump's January 6th subpoena, which has now been dropped. They're being told all of these different things to bounce them to and fro. I spoke to one of our listeners the other day, and they were talking to one of their friends who was absolutely convinced that January the 6th was a coup against the United States of America, a military takeover, a military operation that failed because of our government came in and stopped it and basically squelched it. They absolutely would have died for that belief. They believed it that strongly. And that's the power of the media and what they've done and how they've controlled the truth, controlled the narrative, controlled the lies, controlled everything to force their narrative upon the people of the United States of America. That's why we have to stay with the Word of God. The Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. They weren't called the Ten Suggestions. They were called the Ten Commandments. And we've got to stand firm in the Word because, guys, the absolute irony of so many people out there now believing the lie is mind-boggling to me. It really is that they don't want to see the truth and understand it. So, guys, think about it for a second. Now they're finding out when you take just a shot, the COVID shot, and you mix a little drop of it with blood cells, the blood cells just all go spasmatic. They don't know what to do, and they start becoming damaged and start dying. And they've injected this into billions of people on the planet. We're at the part of a giant experiment. Apparently, we are these Luciferians ant farms, so to speak, and these people from the Genesis chapter 6 with the Nephilim and the fallen angels and all these other entities that are running around going boom in the dark or whatever the heck they're doing at night. They're doing this to us, and we need to stand and understand this battle is going to continue to rage, but the war has been won and was won on Calvary. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and you're fused with the power of the Holy Spirit, and you have constant physical scalar energy going through you from the blood of the Lamb, you can withstand anything. Always remember that, who you are in Christ. It's so important to remember that this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad, because we have no fear of these groups of people that are doing this. We only have hope and truth and victory in Christ all the days of our life and for all of eternity. Remember that. But you stand your ground, my friends. You do like Ephesians says. You put those boots on. When it has to happen, you dig in. And you stand the ground and you fight and you don't allow this to take over you. You use that cash, guys. You stay in that lane that you got to pay cash. You do it every single day. Don't let these people take advantage of you. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? It's well said. And like you just brought up, as far as with George Orwell, once the lie is basically believed, it's no longer a lie anymore. It's considered now the normal truth. And this is exactly what they've done on so many different topics. You see it in the mainstream media all the time. When they continually push the same thing over and over and over again, and you're literally listening to it, and I'm going, just a blatant lie. But then there's a lot of people that simply go, no, that's not a lie. Like, like you just said with January 6th, if January 6th was a true coup d'etat of the United States government, it was the absolute worst one I've ever seen in recorded history because there was not a single person arrested on the Capitol grounds carrying a firearm. I mean, what right. would they do in an insurrection coup d'etat with? Hopes and dreams? I mean, sure, were they going to come in and hit people in the head with their baseball caps and wave their bandanas in the air and you know throw Play-Doh at them? 
being I'm being serious right now. What kind of insurrection was that possibly supposed to be? Wasn't that at all when you actually know and you've seen and you've researched and you've watched true insurrections in other countries. It was a American populace who was absolutely downright disgusted that we had an election fraudulently stolen right in front of us. Regardless of Donald Trump or not, I told you before, most of the stuff he's done has been big talk, and he didn't do what he should have done at the end there, and a lot of the stuff he has done is theater. But it doesn't matter what president it was. When you saw a thievery, a blatant thievery of that obvious, when you see a straight vertical line increase on a graph chart that's counting votes, which is physically impossible to have happen when you're building votes and they're coming in by that minute, by the hour – and all of a sudden you have a straight line go up, full vertical, and then plateaus back out and catches right back up to the line Trump was at. You, you can't even – it was such an anomaly nobody could even explain it. It was physically impossible from a statistical standpoint. Numbers don't do that on graph charts when they're gradually going up. It doesn't happen. But yet we saw the videos of them in the ballot areas where they're counting ballots. And all of a sudden they send everybody home at midnight. Oh, well – we can't get anything caught up tonight. Uh, you know, we're just, it's U.S. presidential election. We're just going to have to go home and, uh, you know, uh, there's a few people who are going to come in and continue to count. But, you know, we're all, everybody seems to go home. Nothing to see here. We'll get, we'll get it counted up in a couple days. You know, nothing going on. Isn't it ironic that we're in 2020, 2022, last year with 2021, and yet we had elections back 20 and 30 years ago? Where you'd already know the outcome by that evening, by that night, by 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, you'd already know. It was like the same joke we saw out there in Arizona with this last midterm. The whole thing was complete and total theater show. Oh, it's going to take, it may take up to weeks to figure out what the election results is. Really? Really? We have technology now where we have vacuum cleaners taking photos of people inside their houses. We're allegedly sending rockets up every single day. We're having phone technology where you literally have a little computer in your pocket all day long. We have vehicles that are allegedly driving themselves. You've got all this AI technology, but yet, you know, you know, I, I don't we can't I don't know what's going on with this. You know, we've gotta we've gotta go in and we've gotta count all these ballots multiple times and it's gonna take months to figure out what the total outcome is. It's a complete and total theater joke, and it reminds me so much of the Battle of Athens after World War II. You guys can look up that story. I've talked to you guys about it, where there was so much corruption in Athens, Georgia, and all the boys came back after World War II, and they found out essentially the sheriff and the mayor and everybody in the town was completely corrupt on the government level, and they were ripping off the entire populace that was in the city because there were not many men left because everybody got sent off to World War II. And all these guys came back, and they're used to operating in trench warfare and tank fighting and air force and all kinds of engagements. Nothing was long range like it was and like it is now. Majority of the stuff in World War II, it was all close. I mean, you got to see it. Bad as it was, it was right there. And also, these guys come back, and they've been in the warfare for years, fighting, you know, the Hitler and the Nazis. <laughs> They come back and all of a sudden they got this doggone sheriff that's completely and totally corrupt. Oh, we're doing a we're doing an election. Oh, and I got the ballot box. We're gonna we're gonna take it back to the sheriff's department. We're gonna count it there and I'll let you know who's getting elected. And they said, mm, that's gonna be a hard no, bud. We're um we're we're gonna count them. The populace is gonna count them. We're gonna do it in front of everybody. He said, No, 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 no. You can't do it. 
doggone World War II veterans descended on the sheriff's department with machine guns and frag grenades. Because remember, back then, <laughs> you could buy anything you wanted to buy with a $200 tax stamp. You could go buy Thompson submachine guns at the Sears store because it was a true American. It was a true country with a Second Amendment that hadn't been completely stomped on and violated by so many individuals, including the complete and total illegal ATF. I mean, the ATF now came out. If you guys saw, they've come out with another ruling that the partially complete frames of the 80% lowers, they're definitely considered a firearm now. Now, if you guys know anything about 80% lowers, I've played around with them a lot years ago, and they're a block of aluminum that has been milled out and essentially the shape of an AR-15 or they're a polymer and they're in the shape of an AR-15 lower or a Glock lower and they're completely non-functional. There's, there's nothing you can justify about them that they're functional. You have to go back in and you have to go and mill out the final 20% of essentially all of the guts of this lower. So all it is, when if you have one, it is a big fat paperweight when it's sitting there. You cannot do anything with it. It is incapable of being used for any type of firearm no possible way to justify it. But ATF came in. They said, well, we've now determined in our infinite stupidity, we've gone back to our bad ideas factory again, and we've determined that this, this block of aluminum, you could possibly mill it out, and you can make it a lower. And if you do that, it turns into a firearm. And even though it's legal to make your own firearm in this country, we've deemed it to be illegal to go and sell these because people could use them as a firearm possibly if they don't make it a, you know, a paperweight. Uh, so, yes, we, we're, we're deeming it now. They just, they just do whatever they want. I mean, they, there is no reasoning, no legitimate law that ATF follows. They're completely and totally out of control. And this is why I've said for years now they need to be completely disbanded and dissolved. There's no normal aspect of what they do that has any point. It's the most meaningless, unconstitutional alphabet agency that's out there. I mean, they do nothing productive at all. The FBI, in as much as corrupt they are, they could do a better job at handling any type of issues with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. I mean, it's it's a joke. It's so antiquated from what it was, and it should never even been put into place. But yet, here we are. And yet, you continually see now this push to where no, you, we're, we're, that's that's not the truth. This is ATF said it. It's the law now. So we just, they just arbitrarily come up with stuff. This is why I had such a fit, and I wrote so many legislators and congressmen, even though it didn't stop them because we we're dealing with the United States president at the time, Donald Trump, when he told ATF to go in and do anything they had to to make bump fire stocks federally illegal. Now there's been numerous states from federal levels that have reversed that and said, dude, you can't do this. ATF does not have the legal authority to come back in and redefine and rewrite a law from 1934 that Congress enacted. But again, that was the whole point. They wanted to set that precedent that allows them to come in and do anything they want. That's why I've told people before, you decide what you're going to do and you decide what you're going to follow. I'm not advocating anything. All I'm saying is you have to come to your own conclusion of what you are going to believe and the narrative that you're going to follow. Because I can tell you right now, about 90% of every single thing you see is controlled and manipulated in the mainstream media, probably more than that. I mean, for example, you have now – I've never seen – Somebody in recent history get eviscerated so quickly on every single mainstream media outlet like I did with Andrew Tate yesterday. Now, a lot of the stuff that he has said and he has done in the past, I don't agree with. If you've noticed, though, he has been on numerous podcasts 
over the last year and a half, two years, and he is extremely anti-establishment. He is extremely anti-big government, and he's extremely pro-freedom and pro-masculine American. Now, one thing about him is he basically made a lot of money, in some cases independently, and he's gotten very wealthy now, and he was able to actually get out of Bitcoin and a few other things with real estate, and he did really well. The problem is they've told him repeatedly that there's certain topics he can't bring up. He said this on an interview not too long ago and said, they've, they've told me before when I get on interviews, you can't bring this up. You can't talk about transgenders. You can't talk about this topic, and he goes, I don't care. I don't care. He goes, I do whatever I want to do. He goes, nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't say. I'm a grown man, and I am not under their guide. And what's interesting about this is now suddenly he gets detained for alleged sex trafficking because two girls accused him of holding them at his villa back in April of this year. Suddenly they SWAT raid him with 15 SWAT team members in Romania, drag him out of the villa. And you know what was ironic when they pulled him out of the villa and arrested him? And by the way, they've already let him go. He's already been released. They couldn't hold him. They had no evidence. But it doesn't matter. Every single mainstream media outlet has covered it, and they have now videos of when they were taking him out of the villa in Romania at you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. I counted six different mainstream media video cameras with lights on him when they drug him out of his house at 1 a.m. Six different media cameras. Now, how in the world does the SWAT team show up to an alleged raid because somebody's being held, even though there's nobody there except for him and his brother and a few as far as staff. How does six different cameras show up at 1 a.m. for a SWAT raiding that he's not even arrested for, he's only detained, and suddenly every single media outlet in the entire world has now put up the headline, Andrew Tate arrested on sex trafficking allegations, even though there was no aspect of sex trafficking at all. It was essentially two girls that partied there allegedly in April and said they couldn't leave after they were partying with a bunch of people. Now, I don't know the whole story. I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying that at all. But it reminds me kind of a lot of what happened to Roger Stone, doesn't it? 5 a.m., 30 FBI agents in full kit with M4 show up at his house at 5 a.m. And suddenly, suddenly CNN is shoulder to shoulder with the entire SWAT team member, not behind crime scene line, not behind a perimeter behind MRAPs, because obviously there were 30 FBI agents there in full kit. They were expecting a gunfight, right? You'd think they sent 30 FBI agents with automatic weapons. Obviously, you have to set up a perimeter in the event that you have a hostage situation or a barricaded subject. So you would have the mainstream media behind a security perimeter, as they always have done, Oh, no, no, they didn't do that. CNN was four feet away from Roger Stone when they drug him down the stairs with the camera right in his face. They get a close-up on him. Oh, that's right. Well, and then we find out later on that CNN was told before the raid, prior to the raid, about the raid going to happen, which, by the way, is illegal if you're in the middle of a high-risk search warrant. You can't turn around and send out confidential information to the mainstream media before it happens because they don't want them showing up in the event of a high-risk warrant being executed in gunfire. But yet, CNN happens to show up. Kind of like what happened with Andrew last night with the media right in his face with close-up photos of him, of them dragging him out of the villa, and then he was released within 24 hours because they had no charges to book him on. But yet now, every single person in the entire world has already crucified him in the mainstream media. Why is that? 
Was it a distraction to get people talking about it and not focus on what else is going on? Was it because they were giving him a very clear indicator that he can't keep going on podcasts and talking about the agendas and talking about the banks and talking about the governments and talking about what they're doing to everybody, including the EV and the AI and everything they're doing? Because most of the stuff he says, I'm about 70 to 80 percent on the same page with him. Some stuff he's a bit weird about, but he's very open about it all. So what was the reason of this? You come to your conclusion. I don't know what he was involved in. I don't hang out with him. I'm not personal friends with him. I've never met him. But I do know one thing. Whenever you start seeing multiple mainstream media cameras at a high-risk search SWAT raid, it's very, very peculiar to me because I know SWAT team leaders personally, and that is something that is completely against protocol in a high-risk SWAT team situation. They never allow mainstream media anywhere near a subject's house, building, or anywhere near law enforcement personnel in the event that something happens. So again, you come to your own conclusion on it, but it shows you again just what Dad was saying a second ago. Once the lie is believed, it's no longer the lie. It's the truth. It doesn't matter what they say about somebody when they drag them out in handcuffs. They have now put the narrative out there. Every single mainstream media outlet in the entire country already had it covered by last night. Every single one. I mean, you flip it on search engine, completely covered. 40, 50, 60 pages. Every single one. Why is that? You can come to your own conclusion. But as we're starting to see here now, the level of censorship that they're trying to push is becoming so stifling that a lot of people are scared to say anything. And that is why we are doing everything we can on this show to keep promoting the truth and keep pushing the real agenda of what's happening right now going against the narrative. Because, again, at the end of the day, when you start getting platforms this big and social media followings big like some of these guys and you start talking about stuff they tell you not to talk about. Well, oh, all of a sudden, uh, you're arrested in the middle of the night and the entire camera crew's there. So, again, they can't arrest all of us. Keep in aggregate speaking the truth and standing up for what you believe. What do you think, Dad? Well, you know, Senator Rand Paul, who I don't really care for, but I like him better than most of the senators, he basically came in and said that. They can't arrest all of us. He said yeah. a couple years ago with the COVID, remember the masks, the mandates, and all this. He said they can't arrest all of us. They can't do it. There's not enough of them. They can't arrest you know 300 million people in the United States or however many is left after the COVID debacle. And 100 million are basically addicted, or 65 to 100 million that are addicted to opiates right now in the United States. And you know all the other people that are addicted to tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and and you know and all the other types of drugs that are so debilitating to both mind, body, and spirit that we've talked about so many times on the show. They can't, but they can't arrest all of us. But if they get the masses, 99% of the masses, which is probably about 80% of the masses now, if they get them just to comply and go with the Orwell outlay as far as what they're doing, uh, they can pretty much control the country. It takes about 12 to 15% to reach a tipping point of patriots when we finally we say that's enough. We're not doing this anymore. And we start making ourselves very vocal on social media, which is what we do on this show every single day. And by the way, Thank you, guys. I mean, I prayed for you again this morning, and I just want you to know that if you weren't supporting us and supporting Health Masters, we couldn't be here because I guarantee you we couldn't sell enough advertisers on this controversial show to pay the bills because we don't play the game with anybody. We're going to tell you the truth, and we're going to tell you the truth from the Word of God and what's really going on. By the way, Hershey is now being sued for allegedly selling lead and cadmium-filled dark chocolate. New Yorker claims he would never purchase Hershey's dark chocolate if he'd known that the metal composition – Pennsylvania-based chocolatier Hershey has been sued by a consumer for allegedly selling lead and cadmium-filled dark chocolate, according to reports. Reuters reported on Tuesday that Nassau County, Georgia, New York, 
resident Christopher Lazario filed a proposed class action lawsuit against Hershey in federal court on Wednesday. The suit Lazario claims he would have not have purchased Hershey's special dark, mildly sweet chocolate, Lily's extra dark chocolate, 70% cacao, and Lily's extreme dark chocolate, 85 cent, had he known to a disclosure from Hershey that these products contained heavy metals. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming out of South America and Central America where they're still using leaded gas and compounds in the fuel supply that gets into the atmosphere. And uh, it's bad. We have to really understand that this lead and the cocoa and the cocoa coming out of South America can be a really big problem because it gets on the plant from the car exhaust and then gets processed into the product. So be very careful that you know and that your comp that your that your that your that your cocoa that you're eating has not been contaminated with lead. Now Paul Craig Roberts, I love the guy. He loves the word insouciant, which means like the person who's flipping who doesn't really care, who basically is asleep, who doesn't want to know the truth. And he goes, insouciant Americans didn't notice the revolution that stole their country. This is another good article. I've also posted it. Florida Governor DeSantis, seeing that Florida's universities are suppressing the free expression with speech control and normalizing sexual perversity while demonizing normal normality, succeeded in having laws passed against the substitution of indoctrination for education. But the woke left rule Florida universities, not Florida law. That's the absolute truth. The professors and the administrators rule. They'll do what they want. Florida universities have ignored the state law against indoctrinating white students with the belief that they are racist and the Constitution is a tool of white oppression of blacks. Universities have developed what Cornell Law School professor William Jacobson calls systemic repression by hiring woke activists as professors and mandating woke policies. The administrators have created a culture that allows no room for dissent against the demonization of white ethnicities as racist and denunciation of Western civilization as a monument to white supremacy. And most American universities are no longer possible for students to be enculturated into the Western tradition of what family and America and truth and the Bible and God and Jesus and Christianity is. I added that. A history major learns that a history consists of a series of crimes of white people against people of color. As English major learns African and Southern South South American novelists, the voices that connect the Americans to their tradition was, were not heard. Now, we're going to stop for one second. Yesterday, I had a friend of mine, and I had a discussion about Abraham Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation, which he freed the slaves to the South, then freed the slaves to the North. Just a heads up for everybody listening. You know, that was all that was was to disrupt the, the United States and Southern states. And always remember, before the Civil War, there were like – Whatever, how many, however many states there were, they were like individual countries with their own constitutions, et cetera, that would come together at a time of crisis or international intrigue or war or whatever to defend the United States. It wasn't being controlled by the all-powerful state and the all-powerful federal government. That's what Lincoln did when he told the southern states. You, they had the right to succeed, by the way. No one ever signed themselves up to this federal stuff that they had to live in no matter what the federal government did. And when they succeeded, then, of course, he, he attacked the South, caused the Civil War, killed about half the population in the South, and brought Hessians and mercenaries in from Europe that couldn't even speak English. Most of them were German to come in and destroy the southern places, the southern states. And then he had Sherman march a 60-mile wide swath from Atlanta to the sea to break the back of the South and killed untold hundreds of thousands of American citizens. That was Lincoln. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. If I was the president of the United States and if I had the authority and if I could do it, I'd have the Lincoln Memorial torn down. I would. Or, I'd, or at least if I couldn't tear it down, I would put plaques up and I would give both sides of the narrative of what happened. So it would be basically you choose what you want to believe. You choose both sides. You think and just make a decision on this. That's what I would do. But they don't, don't do that. You know, I went to that history museum, the Southern War History Museum, the Civil War History Museum in Atlanta last summer. 
And it was unreal how it was completely and totally biased towards the northern side. And why does that happen? Because when the person who wins the war writes the history books, they write, they write it the way they see it. They always will and they always do. By the way, he goes on to say in this article, in the university, sexual perversity is normalized and protected. By, but normal heterosexuals are toxic masculinity and basically you know, they're basically horrible, horrible people and they're you know, misogynistic males. Being a white heterosexual male in America University today is a horrible dehumanizing experience. His feminist professor views him as a rapist. His black professor views him as a racist. His homosexual or transgender professor views him as homophobic or transphobic. His belief system is attacked from all directions. He suffers the discrimination that blacks and feminists claim to suffer. He is graded not on merit but on his acceptance of the indoctrination that has taken place in that of his education. Repeat that sentence. I garbled it a little. The student is graded not on the merit of his grades, but on his acceptance of the indoctrination that has taken the place of his education. He is, if he is careless with his speech and he doesn't learn the new pronouns or rolls his eyes at some of some absurd professional pronouncement, he is toast. If he does, however, manage to graduate, he is disadvantaged in the job market, and his career should be one if if, if the career should at all materialize. All private and public employers are now committed to diversity and proportional representation of the workforce. White male employment and promotion is hold until blacks, women, and other preferred minorities have caught up. We now have a caste system in which white males are the lowest caste. Guys, I don't even know how to say that any better than what Paul Craig Roberts just said. Consequently, Hansen reports, nationwide undergraduate enrollment has dropped by more than 650,000 students in a single year. White males account for 71% of the drop in enrollment. Females now compose 60% of university students, and their additional family based on the male's income has passed into history. University budgets and extremely high tuition are no longer used to hire the best professors to produce the best education. The money is used to hire Soviet-style commissars to police unacceptable speech, unacceptable pronouns, unacceptable thoughts, to protect feminism from toxic masculinity and misogyny, to protect blacks and people of color from white racism, Victor Davis Hansen reports. Wow. At Yale University, the administrative positions have soared over 150% in the last two decades, but the number of professors increased by just 10%. And a new high, new low standard, Stanford recently enrolled 16,937 undergraduate students and graduate students, but lists 15,000 administrative positions in the near one-to-one fashion because they've got to control the narrative on campus and they've got to force the students into accepting the belief structure of the new world order. That's what this is. Be careful. I warned you about this yesterday. When you put your children into an educational system and the university system, keep them at home at a local college first so you can be a buffer. So they won't be, if some whack bag professor says something, I'm going to, I'm going to step out on a limb here and I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention any names. I have a friend of mine who had a son who basically was enrolled at a local college, and one of the classes he was taking that semester was a man who was a blatant, flaming homosexual who pushed the homosexual narrative and told everybody how great the homosexual lifestyle was and wanted all of his children to realize what a good alternative it was. That was the professor. Well, the parent of this child found out that professor was the one teaching. The child took one class with that professor during drop ad week. The parent intervened and stopped it. And took that parent that took that child out of that class. Guys, you've got to be proactive and you've got to know what they believe and what they think. It's so super important. 
I love you guys. You guys have a blessed weekend. You guys are amazing to me. And again, thanks for your support. I really appreciate every one of you. Austin, finish it up, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow, uh, Monday. Yes, and the schools have been just such extreme communist indoctrination camps. I saw an article earlier here. It was from Darlene Sanchez, and she was talking about how there are six conservative students that were attending a major Florida university, and they did it. They wanted they were anonymous because they didn't want to deal with the blowback from doing this interview with the uh, Epoch Times, and they said their frustration about the anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-American environment on campus. This is your major one in Florida University. And I, I know the university they're talking about, but I'm not going to give it out because I had somebody else tell me the same thing, that they're trying to keep this interview under wraps so they don't start going in and figuring it out because it's very difficult to remain anonymous now on the internet. And they said across the universities now, you're seeing that this it's becoming so rampant, not just in Florida, but conservative students are struggling to navigate college systems because they're facing such disdain from any type of belief and encouragement to reject their core values. One of the girls said that she was a Christian student and she basically couldn't say anything in class about what she believed. And essentially the professor, she goes, I couldn't write what I truly believe about these issues. She said, when I did, I got an F. In order to pass the class, I literally had to affirm leftist ideas I didn't believe in when I repeated all the talking points and presented them as ideas I believed wholeheartedly. I immediately got an A. She said, I feel like being brainwashed when they reward you for repeating their ideas and punish you for saying anything that goes against their beliefs. And they constantly talk about the systematic racism and gender identity and queer theory and all this stuff now. I mean, it's pro-Marxism all day long. God called it out that one day in the public school board. And it's not just in college. It's all – it's trickled down all the way into high school, all the way into K, you know, kindergarten and, and uh, elementary school now. It's becoming prevalent, and this is what they're constantly doing, and the, the critical race theory is designed to make individuals feel – as if they're automatically a racist and they have to apologize for being born a certain color. That right there is inherently racist to even promote something of that sort. But yet again, this is what they're pushing hard in the colleges. Now, they've had a difficult time doing it in some of the local schools as far as younger schools as much because they've been getting so much blowback from people like us, other people that have been coming to school board systems. But this is very clearly what they're planning on doing and what they're pushing down here in Florida as well now, we've seen this issue to where you've got a uh, this this drag queen issue that occurred over there in Orlando. If you guys saw this, this was over over the weekend, and it was at the Orlando Philharmonic Plaza, and it was this big transvestite show that was very disturbing. I'm not even going to get into some of the stuff I saw in the video because, quite frankly, it was disgusting. However, the um, – uh, Secretary of Business and Professional Regulation sent them a letter to the foundation of the plaza, to the Orlando, Orlando Philharmonic Plaza Foundation, and said basically it had come to their attention that they had contracted with big-time operator LLC drag fans to offer the use of their licensed premises to conduct a drag show performance. They went on to say here the department has reason to believe that this drag show is sexual of nature involving the exposure and exhibition of sexual organs simulated sex acts and sexualization of childhood stories. The department has been aware the drag show by drag fans has been marketed and attended by minors, including very young children. And what they go on to say here, further in letters, I don't have time. I'm almost running out of time here. You can read it online. 
they go on to say that there are certain areas, certain facilities, certain venues that require if it shows expletive or exploited sexual content that there has to be IDs presented. This goes the same way if uh, if you're at a movie theater and you're getting an R-rated movie and you look like you're 12 years old, they're going to ID you. The same goes to if you're going to some type of adult entertainment club, you get ID'd. You're not gonna, they're not going to let you in. And if a parent tries to bring a seven or eight year old into a adult entertainment club, they're not going to let the child in. They're going to say, "Dude, this is <laughs> we can't do this legally. This establishment is restricted for 18 years and old and up." Well, what they're trying to say is now is, well, it's the parents' consent to bring these children to these pedophile transgender shows, so it's 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 okay for them to do it. The answer is no, it's not. It's the venue's responsibility to block minors from going into facilities like this and being exposed to adult entertainment, if you even want to call it that. I'm saying that loosely because it's basically what they're referring to it as. It's really perverted entertainment. This is becoming a serious issue, and it's become normalized now. I don't know why and all of a sudden there's so many parents because I looked at this article, and I have to say there was probably like 15 to 20 percent on the social media post that it was on. About 15 to 20 percent of the comments were actually, oh, well, it's the parents' right if they want to take them to this, and you can't tell them they can't do this. And I was shocked how many people were actually defending this absolutely perverted show. So again – this is what we're working with right now, and it's not just the government promoting it. You now have a very, very perverted group of society that is now working on trying to promote this to their children, which is very, very sad. So be aware of who your children are around. Be aware of their parents. If they're staying at friends' house, if they're doing stuff, be cautious of that. Continue to stay strong and keep the truth no matter what, my friends. Check out the website, healthmasters.com. Multiple specials on there, including the Maximum Energy Kit. For a limited time at healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Be sure to check out the product of the week over the weekend, the B Complex. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. <laughs>